All right, guys, welcome back to another Tasty Tuesdays talk. I'm Zebra, and today I got a special guest, the OG Princess <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> You almost said Princess Stupid Star. We got Princess Superstar. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's up? I'm Princess Superstar. Great to be here on Tasty Tuesdays. Tasty Tuesdays. Ooh. It's always tasty on a Tuesday. It's always tasty on a Tuesday. Yes. I love it. We're going to have a tasty talk. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing today, first of all? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm really happy. You know, it's uh, it's a good time in my life mm-hmm. right now. I love being out in California. You know, I'm from New York. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's awesome. It's nice. It's warm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. So I noticed that you lived in New York until just a few years ago or is yeah. that several years? Yeah, I came out here like four years ago, but I'm like a lifelong New Yorker. Yeah. Well, I yeah. saw those uh, New York, you went Pennsylvania and then back to New York. You're yeah. born in New York. And then did a back. stint. I did time in Pennsylvania. One does time in mm. Pennsylvania, like prison. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I got to New York again when I was 17. So no influences from Pennsylvania. I mean, okay, look, I'm really like, I'm really kind of being mean to Pennsylvania, mm. but, but you know, because actually like there's some sick music that comes out of Philly, mm. um, you know, uh, Diplo, for example. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, of course, like the the Philly sound, like in the seventies, um, disco inferno, all that, mm-hmm. you know. But but uh, I don't know. I was I was living in the suburbs, so and, and going to like a a weird private school, and like we we didn't have money, so it's like you know you can just just put those two things together. You have money, and you're going to a private school. Yeah, you know. So it's like I didn't I didn't have the right stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> to be cool or whatever. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, but I do think that like rebelling against that sort of like made Princess Superstar in a way, because it was just like, I didn't fit in in high school. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to be as crazy as I want to be because I don't care. You know? Were you, what type of creativity were you doing in high school? Well, I was like definitely like a nerd, like in the theater club mm-hmm. and this, and the, yeah, drama and like you know, and, um, and all that. And, um, but here's a funny thing. And I tell this to my kid, cause you know, I have an 11 year old and, um, I was actually president of the Latin club, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, you know, so I was like as dorky as you can get, but let me tell you, Latin is so amazing because it's just words. It's like the root of all English words. And so I know that like being president of the Latin club, like helped me become a rapper. <laughs> yeah, you, you know the English vocabulary quite yeah, well. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I also, have you ever read your Wikipedia? Um, I, I, yeah, I have. Although, like, I do have to say that, like, Wikipedia is like generally controlled by all the censors and people yeah. that run Twitter and all that. So, I don't even know if okay. it's accurate. But well, anyway, what does it say? Well, usually, uh, like, biographies are pretty accurate. I would say. I mean, I don't know every biography, I, I don't know. I but don't know, I feel maybe. like, I feel like, <laughs> you know, some biographies are. It does a gist of it, like especially if it's musician. Yeah, yeah, it just talks about 
their career. But yeah. uh, in Wikipedia, I'll just, and you could correct it if it's wrong. Yeah. They said you were part of a high IQ group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> what is that called? Mensa. Mensa. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Okay, you have to have listen. Like a ninety-eight or above. Yeah. Okay. Right? So technically, I do have a genius IQ, but here's the thing, guys. I'll let you in on a little secret. They will take a test from like when you were like six or something. I think when I was like six, my parents tested me because I was like extra smart or something. So I did really well on this test as a six-year-old. But then I took the mensa test that was just online like as an adult and like i totally failed so like and i was like well let me see i'll just use my test from when i was six so i got in so you just got kicked out (laughs) yeah i got kicked out and then i just like i was like well take this test i'm a six-year-old genius okay so that's my mensa story that's crazy Uh like how does one get into the mensa program (laughs) (laughs) you have to take this crazy test with like it's really like it's, I, I sweat just even thinking about it because mm-hmm. it's like you have to like put shapes together that like are impossible to put together. Like, I don't know. It's it's yeah. really hard. I've never t- I've never even looked up an IQ test. So it, it, yeah. it's it must be like every subject. Right. Yeah. Or is it? Well, no, it's just not is like it there, there's like brain some games? weird. Yeah. It's Memory like, games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like brain games and it's really arbitrary. It's like huh. things that like I don't think anybody would need to know in real mm. life. That's why it's like intelligence is measured by so many things. You know, you've also yeah. got like EQ, your emotional intelligence mm. or like like my husband. He's so like street smart and savvy with like, I don't know, navigating the world or that kind of thing. Um, this is just really like if you know how to put like, you know, uh, shapes together and <laughs> can somebody I As don't a know. six-year-old no. <laughs> yeah like I don't know it's like this weird shape thing <laughs> that's all I remember uh. it's like I don't know how an oval fits into a star 10 times I don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> but you made it work and you, but I got yeah, in I got, got in, in because I was a young genius yeah uh. <laughs> and then uh so after being a genius you just decided to go to New York and pursue music or was it yeah I mean you went to NYU I read yeah yeah, I went to NYU because well at that time I really wanted to be an actress and so I was like I better go to New York to pursue acting Mm. and so I went to NYU drama school and you know like yeah I mean it was an incredible experience but I mean college I don't know I've been talking to a lot of people who kind of think that college is like a waste of money and time Mm. unless you're going to be like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever Mm. Like, I don't know why I really needed to go to NYU. I just wanted to go to New York. And that was like a nice package way of like my parents paying for me to go to New York. It's like, I'll go to college. Do you think that's that was the same back then versus now? I mean, do you think do you, do you think a degree went further then than it does now? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we just got light. You got, you got more light. Maybe <laughs> yes. we can change the camera. Better light. <laughs> Uh, but you got your degree. I got my degree. I got a BFA, Bachelor in Fine Arts, you know? So it's like an acting degree. Mm-hmm. And then you, did you go to auditions while? So I did. I went to auditions and I would just get rejected. Um, and <laughs> Like most people. Yeah, yeah, like most people. And then, but here's the thing. I was like, every day I would go home from acting class and like pick up my guitar and play. And I was like, oh, I just, I love music. Like that's mm. what I want to do. Um, I didn't, I wasn't good enough or didn't know how to do music or whatever, but I do know that I was just obsessed with music and I was like, 
I don't know. I didn't like that you had to go through a gatekeeper to get an audition, to get a job, you know? And so I joined bands like right out of college. And I love that you could just join a band and get on stage, you know, mm. and you didn't have to wait for somebody to be like, you, you're the one mm. we want and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can get yeah, a tough thing about acting. It relies on that gatekeeper, right? You, yeah. you got to be booked for a gig, but nowadays it's completely different. I mean, you just pull out your phone and start acting <laughs> and post on YouTube, right? Right. I mean, you never know, but back in the day, yeah. It's, were you doing theater? Yeah, I was, I was, well, I was auditioning for everything. Okay. Yeah. Soap operas, because I knew they were big back in the day. Oh, yes, yeah, soap operas. In New York, they had <laughs> yeah. some major, as, as the world turns. Oh, my God, yes, Days of Our Lives. Yeah. I really wanted to get on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> now, back then, though, we were, it was like the, you know, the early 90s. So, actually, I was in, like, a sort of more, like, punk New York thing. We didn't want to be on soap operas, you okay. know. We wanted to be, like, you know, there was, like, these edgy theaters, like La Mama and things like that, and, like, that's what we wanted Well, I can imagine do. from your work you would be doing something more avant-garde. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and maybe with a comedy, comedic flair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, where I specialized at NYU, it was called the Experimental Theater Wing, so it was, yeah. like, I definitely always wanted to be, like, weird or, like, and, like, that goes back to that high school thing of, like, I don't give a shit. I'm weird. So I'm just going to like invest in being mm. weird, you know? And I guess I just did that too. I yeah. just, I just, <laughs> what? I put, I've been putting out these like horrible, <laughs> like, like I just put out like this Trader Joe's song. It's terrible. Yeah. I was going to ask, have you, did you make any grocery Costco or Trader Joe's songs on the way here? No, but I got to tell you, like a couple brands have been reaching out to me. So like, I feel like, okay, great. Like if I can get paid for doing this fucking crap, yeah. like great. <laughs> well, that's one thing you're good at. I mean, uh, doing these kind of comedic songs. Yeah. What would you call them? Yeah, I'd call them comedic songs comedic or like songs. ridiculousness, you know, like. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I have so much fun doing it. And half mm -hmm. the time my kid's with me, like filming or whatever, mm -hmm. and she loves yeah, it. Yeah, I was wondering, like, who's probably, yeah, <laughs> you're like in the Trader like, Joe's. <laughs> I mean, if no one's seen it, I mean, you're in the Trader Joe, Joe's and like, you know, like, get this and get that. And I'm like, what is, this? you know, people are probably like, oh, it's just Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, it's just a TikTok, like uh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, the Costco one was funny. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, that uh, one, that actually sort of went viral, like, on TikTok. Uh, like, it was so crazy. Like, I think it's up to, like, 128,000 views. Uh, like, people So it's getting, really uh, like they're watching it and they're sharing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know what? I'm just having fun. and your new... My new niche. Yeah, yeah. But I will never settle down into a niche. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, and actually the song that's coming out on the 12th is a little bit more serious and it's mm -hmm. called who am I now and it's sort of like wow I've been in this game for like 30 years and like who am I now and it's sort of like mm -hmm. exploring that on a yeah. more deeper deeper level so. well it's totally different than this pussy still pops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really fun yeah. I turned 50 and I was like I'm getting older but I ain't never gonna stop I'm getting older but the pussy pussy still pop <laughs> <laughs> We needed to make an anthem for aging ladies. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, that's uh, one thing I noticed, like, when watching your music videos, the people that comment. And I don't like reading comments because, you know, usually it's a lot of, there's trolls. Oh, yeah. Of but your page, just people love your music. You put them in a good mood. Yeah. Uh, they're just some uplifting. I hardly have any trolls yeah, at all. Like, I'm exactly, so yeah. lucky. Like, I yeah. know. It's like. 
I never, I never really have to delete comments off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just leave them anyway. Cause like my fans will troll the person back. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the only time I got trolls is when I was like, I'm not going to get, you know, something, something that everyone seems to be getting in the last three years, but I'm not getting that thing. And then everyone went bananas that I didn't want to, if well, you know what I mean. <laughs> you want me oh, to say? Oh, the shot. Yeah, yeah, the, the shot. shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, sh- your show will be banned. Um, you should be wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> News flash masks don't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to comment. Yeah, don't comment because yeah, then it, we're put, really going to go into Alex Jones, Kanye yeah, West yeah. I, territory. I, I, you know, I'm supposed to be unbiased here. So yeah, you're unbiased. You I'm, t- I'm not. Yeah. So if you listen to my show on Dash Thursdays, 7 p.m., PST, I go all in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> totally. Um, so when you wanted to do music, uh, because you said you'd play the guitar and whatnot, when was that moment where you're like, I'm going to put out uh, my first album? Strict, was it Strictly? Strictly Platinum. Strictly Platinum. Well, you know, I had, um, I, I'd been uh, playing guitar in bands. I was in this band called the Gamma Rays. And we, at that time, it was really cool to put out 45s. So we were putting mm-hmm. out 45s on this uh, Washington, D.C. label called Teen Beat. And I was sort of like in this cool indie rock scene in, in New York Uh, The beginnings of which was, for example, like bands that went on to become like LCD sound system. And like it was all this like really cool New York City scene. And um, I was just like doing my thing. And then um, there was this awesome guy. I want to shout out Jason McFadden. He's from Canada. And he was like, I want to make your first record. So in 1995, he paid for me to go in. Okay. to this studio in New York and make my first record, which was so cool. And so my first album came out on his label, which was called Fifth Beatle Records. So it really came out from Canada. It really did. Yeah, because yeah. I saw that. I looked at the credits and I saw Canada. And I was like, I've, I figured it was the record label. Yeah. But Wow, you really did your research. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. You really ca- dug deep. Well, I like that type of thing. I you like know, that. I like the seeing the credits and... Um, yeah, like I, the story. Yeah, the story. I mean... Yeah. Nowadays, anyone, you know, you don't even need to fill it out. Yeah. You know, but you can look on Discogs and hopefully you'll find something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But that, so when you were in your band, were you the lead singer or? No, I, in that band, in the first band I was in, I was the guitar player mm-hmm. in the Gamma Rays and um, it was an all girl band and I was really shy. And I remember going to the singer and just being like, hey, I wrote this song. Can I sing it? And she was like, no, you're the guitar player. I'm the singer. And I was like, hmm, Hmm. I want to be the singer. (laughs) And then on top of it, like, I was like, I want to do hip hop. And she was like, no, (laughs) we don't do that. And I'm like, oh, God. So then I like, I remember quitting the band. I was so scared. I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, I want to rap and I want to lead a band. Like, I don't know if I can do both of those things. You know, it's early 90s and, and there's all like in this indie rock scene and like no real support, you know? But I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I did it. Did you, so are you the prime producer of all, do you produce all your work or do you? Well, I mean, now, I mean, 
No. I mean, I basically am like a songwriter and I and I write all my raps and my mm. melodies and all that, but I get different people to make my tracks. Oh, okay, I you. have done my own tracks as well. Mm. Um, but like I quickly realized like I'm not that good of a music producer. <laughs> like I'm better as a rapper and songwriter. And yeah. Because uh, I was just wondering that because there's you definitely have a style. Mm-hmm. Like it's influenced off obviously off of like punk classic yeah. rock it's all over the place all over R- the place r&b yeah. um but that's why i was wondering because it just sounded like this you know the same producer was making all your work but well that's great i'm so glad that it sounds like that because <laughs> for me it's like all over the place but well, i guess it's like i'm the unifying factor of the mm-hmm. whole thing i guess it's like my aesthetic or something you know yeah i mean uh, but you obviously have a lot of influence to making your music so yeah. Like if you want to break here, like what I, because I could take one song, for example, and maybe start off like kind of rockish, indie rock. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it goes into like a 80s, like hip hop beat. Yeah. And then it breaks and then you're like singing kind of classically, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So how does that come about of that creative process? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's just my crazy <laughs> brain. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like so many different genres yeah. of music, you know, it's like, and I, I guess it's like, I love music. I just love yeah. music. And so for me, it really, I don't see like, oh, that's an electro track. That's a hip hop track. That's a rock track. Like, I don't know. I don't see it. It just sort of mushes together for me. And so then that's, I guess, how it comes out. Is that like, really, it's just that I'm a fan of music, mm-hmm. like, and a fan like puts it mildly. Like I, I feel it so intensely. So that's how it comes out of me. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know anyone that's kind of like what you do. I don't know. You maybe yeah. know some other artists. I don't know. Well, no, I don't. I, really. I've never heard your, your <laughs> style of music with they. What you call I don't flip even flop, know. Right? Yeah, I called it flip flop because mm. it was like I flip flop into different genres mm. of music in one song. Multiple yeah, or times. <laughs> even in one within one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I, I know. I don't. It, it is weird. Like I'm always like curious when. Like Spotify or something. It's like, oh, um, what your fans you, like? Yeah, what your fans like, or like what you might like, or whatever, like that. And 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 they always pick good things. But I'm always like, huh, I'm not really like. I guess like some of the, my stuff sounds like that artist, or some mm. of my stuff sounds like that artist. But then if you look at my whole body of work, I'm like, I don't really think I sound like anybody. No, I, so, but thanks for yeah. saying that. No, I don't think you. I, I you are Princess that. Superstar. I mean, you. <laughs> Are legit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I really appreciate it. The creativity that. level, I can, I appreciate like 100% because I, like I said, I can't think of anybody like going all over the place. And really, I think it sounds like you're taking risks more than more musicians do. You know, yeah. they stay in a box, they know what they're good at, but you're not afraid to try different things. And that's what I think art is about, right? I do too. I think it's really about that. And I mean, I, I like, I think like the best artists always took wrestling, you know, like David Bowie and, mm-hmm. and people like that. And so I aspire, I aspire to that. And it's probably also why I have not been like super successful. Well, you're not mainstream. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, you know, you can't really do all of that and make like a shit ton of money. <laughs> At least I don't, I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to put this thing down. I love you, Instagram oh. lives. The whole thing will come out on. Um, uh, well, you do the math. You're the genius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. The first Tuesday of January. Yeah, let's, let's just do, say that. The first that. Tuesday of January. I think it might be the second. 
I'm okay. not sure. But anyways, thank you right. for watching here. Love you guys. What, what I read was you sent in a demo tape to a, one of these major labels of one yeah. of these bigger hip hop artists, right? Or, well, but I yeah, I, my first demo tape Beastie I made Beastie Boys was, or something. Yes, it was uh, Grand Royal, the yeah. Beastie Boys, and uh, and a guy, his name was Carmelo. He he was like, I'm coming to town, um, and do you have a show? And I was like, No, I have no show. But I I said yes, <laughs> and then I just hastily put together like band members and everything. And then we, we had a show at the pyramid, which was also a place where Madonna used to play this mm. shithole on Avenue a in New York. And, um, that was my first show at like two in the morning. There was like five mm. people there and he wasn't one of them. He never came, <laughs> but I, that's, I started then. But that's exactly what you were saying that before. You could just yeah. get a bunch of band members and like we're doing a show yeah and like you know it's probably really bad i mean it wasn't probably bad like it was bad like mm. and also i was really nervous so i just stood there like and i was so scared well that, that was the beginning that was that's the what beginning. you needed yeah did you didn't call your old bandmates no i didn't i didn't call them to be my bandmates i'm doing like, hip-hop <laughs> yeah it's interesting to do hip-hop was it hip-hop with a band yeah yeah that's so it. exactly i was like I was, I was at that time in the early nineties, you know, there was a lot of uh, mixture between live music and hip hop. In other words, like if you think about like back, back then yeah. or the Beastie Boys even, um, and, uh, or like bands like the Roots and like things like that, like people were mixing live music with hip hop. Mm. Yeah. And is that how you did your, um, strictly Circuit yeah, Platinum. yeah, that that was. Although um, on there, I also sample a lot. <laughs> oh my god, I sample a lot of stuff, and which I never got in trouble for because that record never sold. Like mm -hmm. it's so crazy the way it works. Like I sampled big artists. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> like mm -hmm. on that record, but nobody gave a shit about. But my... doesn't everyone sample like to a certain extent? Yeah, especially but like, hip hop. Now you really, now you really have to clear it. You know, now. Uh, yeah. And but even back then, because it's really only if your song becomes successful. So, yeah. for example, I had a hit with um, Bad Babysitter and um, this was 2001 and it sampled like a really um, like little tiny surf rock band person. And, you know, they, they sued us for like one hundred thousand dollars and then the record label made me pay it back not the record label, like somehow it was like a loophole. It totally because you sucked. you were the creative. Yeah. Right. And not even the producer. Like I, hmm. I had to do it. And anyway, like back then my business wasn't so tight. But anyway, hmm. <laughs> anyways, uh, point is, is that like I've sampled all, a million artists and everything like that, but you only get in trouble if it becomes yeah, a hit. Then someone's going to go after you. Yeah. What, what do you think about all these little cases that come out years later, like, mm. like the Alan Thick or no, no, Alan Thick. Was it? Oh, um, Blurred um, Lines. Blurred Lines. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, I'm thinking, uh, the uh, Robin uh, Thick. Oh, Robin and <laughs> Alan <laughs> Thick. <laughs> he sings. <laughs> it's funny though. I knew exactly and, what you were talking real, about. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Or, um, there's like uh, Taylor Swift, for example, she's, they're going after her now, a couple people. Oh yeah. So I was just wondering, what do you, do you, I, my opinion is I feel like, like certain songs, like people just create and it may sound, sometimes they, 
a certain sound may sound like an other song, but yeah. how can you prove that? I mean, well, I, I don't know, but this is so funny that we're talking about this because I have a song for, I ha I, I, I want to play it up to the mic. I don't know if it will work, but like I was just doing this today because I have a song from 1999 called do it like a robot. And then I saw on TikTok, there's this, this new song that it's like exactly the, the same little bit. I'm going to play it for the listeners. We're going to see. Yeah. And then let's, let's see, like, is it, it's like, do I go after them because they copied me or is it kind of just like, ah, uh, whatever. You know what? I've sampled well, artists to like, you know, live and let live. Is your music like, on TikTok? It, yeah, it is. Yeah. So don't you do like a little signature like wave it off to you know the terms of agreement when you submit put your music yeah on streaming platform you say it's okay to go on tiktok yeah you yeah definitely but but this is like this is a song out Someone there in the created. world that yeah okay. yeah yeah it's not like a just a tiktok sound oh, okay. yeah yeah like i don't care about that but like this is actually a song but okay let's see if we can and someone's get claiming as them that they did it yeah or they just copied me huh. Okay, I'm gonna play. I'll play first. It's mine, and then second is the other other part. Okay, you ready? Let's see. Oh wait, what's happening? Sorry, sorry. Hold is that on. it? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so my. That's my, a children's oh, album you made. No, 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 no. I know, no, because something else. Two things were playing at one time. Okay, here we go. Ready? So that's mine. Go baby, go baby, what? Go okay. Now here's the other song. Oh shit, hold on. Check this out. Okay, hold on. This is the this is the second one. This is the the, the other song. This is the one that, that I That sounds think. exactly the same. I know. <laughs> that sounds like your first song. I know. I know. That's so, so what do I do? Well, I mean, I was just going to uh, go on TikTok and this is what I actually was making this morning was like a little video that's like, tell the difference between these two songs tag the person. and like tag them and put mine 1999, you know, mm. and there's now, I mean, their song is dope too. Don't get me wrong. I like it, but they kind of copied me or the other thing that happens. And I really do believe this is that sometimes people don't like willfully copy you. Well, that's they what, that's they what I was just to... like invent something. And, you know, because everything's been done before, like they just yeah. pull it down from the ether and like, that's their creativity. Well, that's what I was mentioning before. I was, yeah. that's what I was asking you about. Oh you, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That maybe when they made blur lines, yeah, it, it wasn't them actually, Oh, I heard this little sample. I'm going to take it. Yeah. And put in blurred lines. Exactly. And I that's mean, like, you think about like George Harrison, you know, he got in trouble for my sweet Lord, you know, my sweet Lord. Na, da, da. And it's like a beautiful love song to the like divine and everything. And he got in trouble because they said he, he ripped off the Shirelles. I think it was, was like, he's so fun. Do lang, do lang. Hmm. And you can definitely hear the melody. But like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't like, I'm going to rip off. No, you know, he's just in just the like, studio or whatever, making music. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, there's so many songs that you could, that you'd be listening to and like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. Or, That's from a different song. Yeah. But like you yeah, said, exactly. everything's, everything's been done. Yeah, Everything's been done. Yeah. So the legality, like things like certain, like bases you can copy, obviously, because there's not many uh, yeah. <laughs> combinations you can do. Yeah. But it's funny how like, is it melodies that? You're not supposed to take. Yeah, melodies, these. words. 
Well, words, yeah, yeah. lyric. Yeah. <laughs> Lyr- <laughs> lyrics is a good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so I noticed after you dropped Strictly Platinum, you were, you were just like on fire. You, I'm going to do one year after that, year after that. Yeah. You did three in a row. Yeah, I did, yeah. Were you, where were you seeing most of your fan base? Um, so in the, in the beginning, it was just like really like grassroots DIY underground Mm -hmm. hip hop stuff, um, in the U S but what happened was, is that that, Oh, that song, do it like a robot that I just played Mm -hmm. for you. That song was on this like CD insert in a magazine called specs in Germany. And like back then specs was like the coolest magazine in Germany. Mm -hmm. And like, they loved that song because it was kind of like craft worky, but I was like rapping over it. And this was, you know, 1999. So it's like not many people mm. were doing that. So they loved it. They put it on this magazine and a German A&R dude whose name is Matthias Kind came and was like, I need to sign you to K7 Records. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited um, because I could like quit my job. And also I had been running my own label and working a job. I mean, it was exhausting. <laughs> it was like, well, yeah. What what album is this by now? This was already my, uh, well, so on my third, so it was like Strictly Platinum, CEO, and then Last of the Great 20th Century Century. Composers. That was, that's where Do It Like a Robot was on. So it was 1999, my third album. And um, yeah, they were like, we want to sign you. And I'm like, that's so great. And this A&R guy from Germany was like, we're going to put you with High and Mighty. They're um, producers in New York. And I was really excited because they were on Raucous Records, which was um, Eminem's first label and, like, just the total, like, king of, like, uh, New York underground hip-hop. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, and and no ladies, you know, no women on this mm-hmm. thing or anything. And I was, like, super excited. And, yeah, my A&R guy was so awesome because he he knew what everything that was happening in New York and all about music from Germany like he just had his finger on the pulse and he put me together with all these amazing producers and that was the album Princess Superstar Is which was my breakthrough album because Bad Baby starts Sitter started blowing up in the UK that's my favorite album (laughs) I think there's so many good tracks on that oh yeah that's a fun one with Cool Keith and everything yeah Cool Keith um I like uh was it it's your third it's like the third track Keith Keith and Me Keith and Me I love that track and then Another one that just resonated with me was, um, I just forgot. It was something, you had two parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keith and me. And then there was a a Yeah, the part two and a part one. No, no. Oh, Untouchable. Untouchable uh, part one and two. Yeah, with one with Untouchable part two. I love that. They're both chill songs. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) But uh, it's like very smooth and chill and (laughs) great uh, features in that as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that one is probably... Yeah, I would say it's your best body of work in the whole oh, uh, album, you know, because yeah, it's love, like one after I love another. that record a lot. And then and then I also really like my record, My Machine, because it was like a science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like I, w- I wanted to make like a sci-fi, hip-hop, electro-opera. Yeah, well, this is what I was going to tell you. It remind, <laughs> this That could have been a musical. Yeah. and I, I just g- felt like it was a musical. I was li- yeah. listening to a musical. I'm so glad you say that yeah. because that's exactly what I wanted it to be. And then also when we did our tour, I sort of, I got a, a theater director to, well, I guess back to the theater, right? We were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. I got a theater director to, um, to direct 
direct the live show. And it was so cool and so epic. It was like costume changes and props and like all this stuff. And um, I was like super devastated because the record label, like the record didn't do well. And the record label was like, we're pulling you off tour. We're pulling out the tour support. Because like you can't, um, as an artist, like of a certain level, you make money touring. But then if you want to sort of push to the next level, you need tour support to make it happen. And they just like pulled out. And um, tour support is money, by the way, in case people don't know. (laughs) And they pulled out the money. And I had to stop that tour like mid-tour. It's so sad. But I always wanted to like make that into a musical or yeah. something. Would you, I was going to ask, yeah. Would you be interested if on a different project making a princess superstar musical? Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Cause like I actually started working with this guy to, to, to make a musical, but a different one, a mm-hmm. different one, which is more about like my life. Mm-hmm. But I would like to make a science fiction. I, I'd like to make a lot of things. So if there's any investors listening, like I have projects well, start, for days. Start writing it. <laughs> yeah. know, once you have it, you know, on paper, anything's possible. That's yeah. right. That's and, right. Uh, people can, oh, I need to see this. Yeah. Let's do a reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so was that your first big tour then? Um. Well, I guess I you? did a big tour for like bad babysitter because like I was on top of the pops and it was just like madness. Like it well, that was one crazy. Was in, uh, U- that hit the UK charts, right? Yeah. Hit the UK charts. And I was like on all, you know, I was like a bona fide pop star over there during mm-hmm. that time, which was wild, you know, just like we got like a double decker tour bus and mm-hmm. I was just like jumping up and Throughout down. Europe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the tour bus driver, mm-hmm. he'd been like with huge bands and he was just like rolling his eyes. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> like this well- Cause I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> when you came back here, you just could live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really knew me over here. I mean, like I was like a sort of underground hero over mm-hmm. here, but nobody really knew me that much. Was it, would you say until the perfect and, uh, exceeder mashup would that really blew up your career even more? Yeah. So basically, um, uh, so like I mentioned, uh, my machine was a flop, the musical, mm-hmm. which was really devastating. Cause like, I was like, well, the, I was the musical working or the, yeah, like the, album. The, the album, which is like, I consider a little bit of a musical, but yeah. like, which it was. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I was devastated cause I had huge producers on that. Armand mm. von Helden, Todd Terry, oh, yeah, Arthur Todd Baker, Terry. um, you know, Stuart Price, who's such a genius. And like, I had all these incredible producers on that and I was rapping on electronic tracks, but the whole album was like a flop because in 2005, nobody was really listening to, to, to that, you know? Well, I was also, also wondering, is was that because of the change in from, you know, uh, tangible to digital yeah, it could be too. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. The, like, um, yeah, 2005 was, it, was like a weird era, right? Like, right. Um, where, and people were, you know, with Napster and LimeWire. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wondering if that would have to do anything with it. I don't know. I have no idea. But where but did they put, where did they. Up an inter- interesting point. Cause like, they, I don't know. Where were the, where was the label pushing it out? Well, they were pu- pushing it in Europe. Um, not so much in the u.s a little bit in the u.s but i think it was like back to that thing of like being too weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i think it was just like a little too out there for people or something or i don't know but what is interesting is the story because perfect the original version of perfect is on that record well that's one of the 
better songs. I would yeah. say. I mean, I mean, I wasn't even listening. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't looking on my phone. Yeah. And I had to look on my phone to see, oh, this, this is, this, you know, ringing my ear. It's just oh, catchy. you like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was the, and that was the originals produced by Mighty Mai also of um, Bad Babysitter, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, but nothing happened. And then two years later, this, some DJ took my acapella and put it over Exeter, which was blowing up uh, in the clubs as an instrumental. Yeah. And that shit just went bananas. And like, I love to tell that story because, you know, if you feel like you're a failure or like things are flopping, like I was devastated that I had to stop my tour. My album was a flop, all that. But then two years later, I got the biggest hit of my life. Like, so you just never know. Mm. Like I like to inspire people. Like if, you know, you, you failed, like just keep going. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. You just have to like, keep, keep doing your thing. Did Mason contact you? No, it wasn't even Mason who put this thing together. It was some DJ the, the, for the like ministry of sound. And huh. to this day, I don't even know who really. Yeah. <laughs> Not weird. So Mason is the producer of Exceder. Yes. Okay. And so we met after the fact, but somebody had put this together and it blew up so big, way Way more than uh, Bad Babysitter, it became number three on the UK charts. And um, at that time, I was also DJing. So I had, like, also, this is, like, the birth of, like, these years, like, the electro, electro clash years of, like, mixing all the genres yeah. and stuff. Well, 2008, 9, 10, 11 was, like, a big boom exactly. for, that, for the EDM scene. Exactly. And oh. so I was DJing, and I was loving it because I could go DJ and then, like, take the mic, go out on stage and do my own track. And there was no band Mm -hmm. and I missed the band, but I also didn't because I I also was just like this self-contained unit and I could just go and do my thing. And then like, you know, touring with a band is like a whole, it's like difficult, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and like, process. yeah. Uh, But I, I loved DJing a lot. And so I was DJing during that time. And with that hit, it was crazy. Like I was just flown all over the world to, I mean, I was like, you know, living in New York and then I'd go to Europe for the weekend and DJ and then come back to New York and then go the following week. I was commuting to Europe. Mm. Like it was a crazy time and amazing time. Um, But there's like one horrible thing that happened in there, which is that um, the head of Ministry of Sound made this video for Perfect Exceder and he was telling me on the phone, like, yeah, you can be creative director, you, you know, you'll be in it and you'll help us make, cause I've always been very like hands-on on all my visuals and all my things. And, um, they made a video without me. And it was like during the time of like, um, I don't know if you remember Eric Pred's call on me and all oh, yeah, that. Of and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, that they're like that workout video, yeah. they basically just yeah. made that. They well, made yeah. that for my song, and I never signed off on that. I'm not even uh, in the fucking video. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And so that sort of, like, for me, like, was so intense, like, you know, to not be a part of my biggest song. And then, like, people didn't even know what I looked like because they thought I was one of those, like, Yeah, gymnasts. they're all uh, lip-syncing there. Yeah, exactly. I was surprised when I saw that because you are in all your all your music videos. And then not to be in my biggest one is, yeah. like, so bizarre. Yeah. And have no say over the artwork or anything. So who who is who gets the royalties with all that? Well, luckily I do. Okay. <laughs> luckily I get the money. Okay. But it like kind of was like a bad creative thing for my brand. You know, like yeah. it was like a weird. Um, well, it was not. That's not 
really that's I mean you make music like that in yeah. Metro, but it wasn't yeah. it's it, it's interesting because I was wondering if you would take that remix. You wouldn't give it up. Like mm-hmm. right? Like, but what do you think about you love your music being remixed and mashed up? And, I do. I love really it. Like but I don't like it if you make a video and then put it out and then it gets millions of views and it's like a nothing that I would ever sign yeah. off on. You know? So did you part ways? Yeah, and I like called him crying and it was like so intense. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh God. But you know, it's okay, you know. It, like it is what it is. I'm grateful that I yeah. had a hit. You know what I mean? Like I'm well, it's so still grateful. it's like twenty five million on Spotify. Yeah, like it's so crazy. Like I get those end of year like um wrapped, whatever Spotify wrapped, uh-huh. and it's just like millions of you know, and if you dig deep into it, it's just like like the the like ninety percent of those millions is that one song, yeah. and you're like, what about the rest of my song? Well, I mean, on that, well, ex- that perfect exceder was like an EP of so many different type of remixes. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was that person that you don't know that put it together? He re- they released that. Well, Ministry of Sound kind of put oh, it they together. Put it, they, they were just like a machine. They were like a dance music machine. Yeah, well, they still are. And they, they yeah, still yeah, are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but so they released that with all these different r- remixes mm-hmm. and it just, without even telling you. No, no. They, they made oh, yeah, a, okay. they made a, but okay. the thing is, is it really started taking off like this remix. Like yeah. it really took In the off. clubs, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the gyms. Yeah, the radio. It was <laughs> the radio, radio, right? It's radio. It was a radio, radio hit. Radio yeah, hit. huge. I mean, to this day, it's like, it's big. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exceder, I think, only has like not even a fraction of the 25 million. I think it's like 2 million. I could be wrong. Yeah. And, and then Perfect, the original has a fraction as well. Yeah. So it's just like the two great tastes had to be put well, together. Someone like, genius to put it together. Yeah. Someone genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful to that person. I just wish that it went down a little different because I think like, I'm, you know, it's like as a musician, you have a brand, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that kind of just like sidetracked my brand, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you took a break after that then. I really did. I yeah. took a break because I was like, uh, that kind of like flipped me out. And then I had a baby. You had a kid. Yeah. 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 Uh, w- when did you get together with your husband? Um, he- 2009. Oh, so 2009. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, and you've been married with him since. Yes. Um. I read, there's this one article that I found. I don't know if it's, uh, I just want to find out if it's true, but they, they talk about how you went from living your life off like 275. Do you know that article? 275? A day. Wait, what? Yeah, they said you went from rock bottom oh, really? to, you know, back in, you know, the, the spotlight. Oh, Do you know what, wait, $2.75? Yeah, they said it was. Uh, <laughs> you lived off to feed your daughter and your husband, your family. You had to buy organic pasta and I think it was like 50 cent arugula <laughs> and you got Parmesan for free. Wow, that's it, an article. That's crazy. It, do you think that's fake or no? No, I mean, I I think it's real. Well, I mean, I, I'm not. No, no, I don't know I'm, if you I'm, think I'm it telling is you. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> we did go through a time where, like, I had the baby. He lost his job. I was not touring, and I wasn't doing anything, and we had no money. Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely, absolutely, it's real. I'm just surprised that there's like an article about it. Yeah, it was a really though. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It was written because, in 2018 because. Um, you know, I think like it's good for everyone to know like things like things aren't always what they seem, you know? Yeah. 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 
but yeah, that, that was a really difficult time. And like, you know, I think as an artist, like I've been really lucky. Like I've had, you know, a 30 year career and yeah, it's that's like, impressive. And especially in the music, music it, is yeah, like yeah. they go at so each other's lucky. throats. I mean, there's so many people are non-existent after one year. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm, I've been really lucky, but it's like, it's been feast and it's been famine, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to send you that article because, uh, it was kind of like, seemed like it was unfinished because it didn't say mm. what you are now. Yeah. It just said, Oh, this and this and this, she survived off this. And then and that was it. And now, <laughs> I was like, but now, what about now? Send me a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what about? You're what? like, but I saw her shopping in Costco yeah. and she's fine. Yeah. They <laughs> tagged your Instagram. <laughs> they did. Yeah. It was, I think it was a picture with your daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. It was one of your so posts. Crazy. And it was uh, written in 2018. Okay. Well, so. yeah, I know. I mean, like I said, I don't really care. I think like, you know, I'm just grateful that I have a music career. And today, yes, I'm fine. You know, the truth is, is that I don't make as much as I used to make, like touring yeah. and especially DJing, you know, well, like you're DJing. Was a mother. Yeah. You're I'm, older. Yeah, I'm I mean, a mother. Most I'm, people do slow down at one point. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, exactly. And like, they I'm, take breaks. I'm so grateful because I spend a lot of time with my daughter and we mm. homeschool and like, I have the time to do that and and that's amazing, but I still make music and I still put out music yeah. and I still get paid for music and I, I get paid for, you we know. We still do features as well. I mean, yeah. you just did a song with Todd Terry not too long ago. Yeah. So you yeah. have a relationship with exactly. the, some of these producers still, right? Yep. Uh, um, and I noticed, yeah, you've done a, quite a bit of features with some big artists, Moby, yeah. right? Um, that's a good music video. Um, oh, yeah. Thinking about your music videos, uh, I could see that creativity yeah. from your background and everything else you do. do you, is that your brand? Your full control of the music videos? It looks like it. I'm not. That's yeah, I'm I mean, you. I'm not. I'm not always in like full control. Like this one that's going to be coming out um, on January 12th. I'm really excited about. It's called Who Am I Now? And I did that with Ned Ambler, and he's one of my really early collaborator collaborators. Like he's a visual genius, like creative. Mm director amazing person and um he i just let him go full so it's like, a, you already trust him but I, you, he right. already knows what your brand is yes, like what you like knows. yeah and he sort of like almost invented my brand because for strictly platinum he was i had brown hair and he's like no you're gonna go platinum you know he's just like and um i was like really and he's like yeah and then i've been platinum ever since mm-hmm. you know my hair and like um put me in a tie and all this stuff and i was like rappers don't wear ties and he's and i was like but i i trusted him you know he's mm-hmm. just like and he's such an incredible, like, had you know, he's he's really worked in fashion. Like, he he cast, like, this controversial Calvin Klein ad, which was, like, these guys, like, in, like, on, like, wood paneling. It was, like, borderline porn, like, mm-hmm. in the 90s. And, like, you know, he's worked with, like, Stephen Mizell and, like, all these huge photographers. And he gave it all up to be, like, a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he came out of his woodwork to work for me, like, work with me, I should say, because he's, he's just incredible. He yeah. He's, like, can't contain the creativity. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta break the meditation. Yeah. <laughs> but you have, uh, your, your music videos, like, some of them, like, it looks like you're, you did one with almost like you're doing a selfie the whole time. Um, I'm trying to think. Which one that is? Uh, <laughs> well, some of them look like you've done on your phone. <laughs> really? Yeah. Or even the one where I really like the song. It's real. It's a like almost like a ballad in a way, but it has like the editing is amazing. All this like 
classic footage. Yeah. It's all. Uh, oh yeah, that that was made on my fo- uh, love yeah. is dope. Love that is was dope, made yeah. on my phone exactly. I yeah, mean, yeah. The yeah. editing on that is great. I yeah. loved it. It was yeah. like all those clips and everything. But yeah. there's other ones that you. Done. I mean, I can't think of the title. Oh, I think I, the other one I made on my phone was I feel like well, shit today. Yeah, running. Was like, it was like you were in the end of it. You're like, uh, yeah, yawning yeah, on yeah. The, uh, the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that yes. was I feel like shit today. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And that one, when I read someone's comment, they're like, I don't know why, but this put me in the best mood. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, thank I know, you. I really get a lot of that. I'm so happy. It makes me so happy uh, that like I can be of service in that way and make mm. people happy. Like you know, like it's great. All right. How did you meet uh, Margaret Cho and start oh, working with her? So um, let's see. I went um, I went to one of her shows out here in in L.A. before I moved here. And um, she like was like, oh, my God, Princess Superstar. I'm a huge fan. In oh. fact, I loved Princess Superstar is so much that I like copied your pose on the cover of my record. I did, you know, so if you see her, it's like, I forget what the name of her record was, but she's like holding her hands up like this and like kind of posing like I pose on the cover there. And I was like, oh my God, we should do like a song together. And, you know, that turned into like a few songs. Yeah, like four songs or something. So that's cool. Yeah. And you, but you like writing that kind of comedic. Yeah, genre of music. I I do. And then you get to act in it, and yeah, it kind of goes back to your roots because you are acting in a lot of this. I know stuff. it's kind of funny because like you know I just was like like you, you were know. a flea. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> flea. <Stephen> Colbert. <laughs> I was like, is she ever gonna sing? And then you're just a flea the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I wanted to sing in that, but no, yeah. I was just a, a, a hip hop dancing flea. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I was the music video I was thinking of was. Uh, the one you did in New York in Times Square. Oh yeah, I'm a firecracker. Yeah. Do you is that rent? Do you do that renegade or do you? Yeah, renegade. Yeah, oh, that, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you do a lot of stuff renegade? Yeah, or? yeah. Because I can't. I'm not gonna pay for permits <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like back in the day, the labels would pay for yeah. videos, but they don't anymore, and yeah. that's why you're seeing all this lo-fi stuff. Yeah. I mean, but it's this just, next one coming though, it's like lo-fi, well, the, but it's actually more produced. So that's the, good. Um. Pussy popping one. Pussy pop was produced. Yeah, So your next song that's coming out. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I now? Who am I now? Yeah. Uh, you want to just? You talked about it a little bit, but. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because it's like kind of like uh, I was I was going through a big writer's block of like. I don't like, what do I even talk about? Okay. Cause like I used to like rap a, a lot about sex and stuff and like, you know, and I, that was really edgy back mm. then. Cause like no women were really rapping about sex a lot, but now everybody is. And it's just like, uh, who cares? And <laughs> now I'm a mom too. And now I'm older and like, what do I even, and then like, I also had a lot of pain too, like about like, well, geez, like, would I be like way more successful and richer now if I had done a few different things in my life? And so like, that was sort of like the pain was stopping me from, um, uh, writing. And even like, does anyone even care anymore? You know, like that kind like of thing, like, like, like emotional. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, and like, does anyone even care about me anymore and anything? So I decided to put that in a song. Um, but you know, in a funny way too. So it's not just so like, you know, but it's, it's, it's definitely like questioning, like not, I'm not having a midlife crisis at all. Like I'm actually super happy in my life, but I'm also like, well, what, what am I as an artist now? Like who am I as an artist? 
And um, what do I want to say anymore? Like what, what even matters or do I, you know, do, do people still care and all that? So I sort of put that in the music and then the track is so dope. It's this track called sleepy hollow and it's a track I used to DJ out and it's um, like a German producer and it's from like the two thousands. And so it's just like this incredible track. And I, I called him up and asked him if I could use it and, and he said, yeah. And so in a way, it's like another kind of exceder type of situation, um, except for this one's not as catchy. <laughs> you never know. This, although you never know yeah. because it's really telling a story and it's really from my heart. And it's really like, I think it's really powerful. And the video is going to be sick. Mm. And it's dropping, it's dropping beginning of the year. Yeah, January 12th. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what is, uh, what would you say your favorite, like top, Favorite li- li- lyrical lines you've written? Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> oh, that's so hard. I mean, like if you had, I would, uh, I was gonna say top five, but that'd be very difficult. But just that. I mean, I really like the getting older thing because I think that's funny. You mm. know, like the the the. I, th- I already wrapped it for you before the getting <laughs> getting older line. I thought that was really funny. Um, but uh, uh. I don't know. I, I, cause you know, like this stuff sort of just like blurs together for mm-hmm. me. Like I forget, like even you were asking me about my albums and I'm like, I forget like, yeah, we've what, done so many. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that like my machine is probably my favorite album that I've done. Um, al- along with princess superstar is yeah. Yeah. But you can't think of anything. But I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I used to do this thing. This is not on any album, but I used to do this live. I used to go, grandiose from coast to coast, cut it close. Lyrical glass nose, keep my glass close. In my past life, I was a past hoe. Keep my assholes, El Paso to a castle. Don't hassle. Clean my ca- Wait, oh, shit. Don't hassle. Ah, I don't know. I could never go on Sway. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one. Okay. That was good if you- <laughs> You try again. No, Well, you have a lot, like, there's a lot of, like, snippet clips that you, someone could use, you know? Yeah. And then you could turn it into something more. Yeah. Like, it's just something funny or not. Exactly. I mean, the, how do you, when you write, are you, you just write or do you think of music as well? Um, like, behind it, a beat or... Sometimes I'll get an idea and that's always a wonderful thing. And then I'll grab, you know, paper or my phone or something and write down the idea. But I never really can write like full lyrics unless I have the track. Have a beat, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes I just go so you on. you do it on the fly? Yeah. Sometimes I just go on like beatstars.com and grab someone's oh, beat yeah. and just like write to it or something and then get the real track or or some, but I have also gotten tracks off BeatStars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like BeatStars. It's like this whole producer marketplace. And then it's, is it free source or? No, you have to pay. Oh, you just pay. I mean, okay. you just pay. You know, people, producer, producers are putting the music on there. So you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've had a long career, obviously. Uh, the longevity, what, what would be your advice to people that would want to have that longevity as you have? 
Um, I think, like I said before, like you're going to fail a lot and don't be afraid of failing. Just keep going and do what you love. Like, you know, even now, like I'm making these really stupid reels. I'm having so much fun. Like I love doing it. I'm just having fun. And so I think like, it's like follow what you love doing and, um, don't put too much like on, don't put too much attention on like what people think or if you're successful, I would never just like go after fame. Like that's a really shitty goal. Um, <laughs> just go after like creating incredible things that make you and maybe like three other people smile or like that they love, you know, that they love it. Yeah, and hopefully they'll share it. Yeah, yes. exactly. All righty. Then we'll wrap it up. Well, it's been so nice talking to you. I really yeah. I appreciate the depth to which you went, you oh, know, yeah. like your your deep dive on, on Princess Superstar. Princess Superstar. <laughs> I told you before, I'm superstar out. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. I love it. I'm so excited yeah. to like hear this. And yeah, and thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I look forward to the music video. Yeah, awesome. All right. Okay, thank you. bye. Tasty Tuesdays. Thanking you for your time this time. Until next time, we'll see you again next week, same time, same channel.